What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. I hope you are encouraged and blessed by this message. Tonight, my message is titled, I'd Rather Miss Out. I'd Rather Miss Out. Um, I'm going to be preaching out of Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24 tonight. I'm going to read them, and then I'm going to pray. Sweet? Sweet. Verse 19. This is Jesus talking. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you, if then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Let's pray. God, we thank you for tonight. I ask, Lord, that you would just anoint this message, God, that you would speak to these students for it, through it, God, that their hearts would be soft and open to what you have for them, Lord. I pray that this message would land on soft and tender soil tonight, Father. I ask, God, that you would remove all distractions, God, that you would help our hearts and our minds focus in on you. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And we pray, amen, amen. Um, So every Thursday in prayer room, up until actually this Thursday, we change up our prayer topics every couple months, But up until this week, every single Thursday in prayer room, we pray for our youth and our next generation. We pray for you guys. And oftentimes we do it by name. We're not like on stage reading a list. It's, you know, usually Aaron Lee hosts on Thursdays and sometimes I'll go up and pray in the middle of it or we have different people go up. And oftentimes it'll be, hey, if you know a youth student either that goes to our church or doesn't, someone in your life, pray for them. Every single Thursday up until this week in prayer room, we pray for our youth and our next generation. We pray for you guys. And last Thursday, um, I was one of the Thursdays where I went up in the middle of the prayer room set to pray, and Aaron closed. And both passages of scripture that we prayed out of focused on a similar theme to Matthew 6. And the one I prayed out of was this one. And I really felt like that prayer room set last week set up my message for tonight in the sense that when we, I was thinking about it, when I was praying about it, I was like, man, this passage, this theme of serving, you can't serve two masters. You can only serve one. You can either serve the Lord Lord, or you don't. The theme of holiness and pursuing him and nothing else. I felt like that applied so heavily to so many different groups of students in this room. And a lot of you guys have experienced so much growth, both as people and as, as children of God and in your own relationship with the Lord over the last year. And that is amazing. And I'm so proud of so many of you. But I also think that a lot of us are holding ourselves back from fully walking with the Lord, as seen in that passage that I read a few minutes ago. What do I mean by that? We live in a culture, um, and you maybe have heard me talk about this before. We live in a culture that is so focused on what makes ourselves feel good right now. In the current moment, instant gratification, without thinking of any consequences, without thinking of what our decisions are doing to our hearts without thinking about what our decisions are doing to our souls, without thinking about the health of the decisions that we're making. We can have virtually anything we want with just a couple quick taps on our phone. We are literally conditioned to be people who are consumed with FOMO, people who are consumed with fear of missing out. 
where we don't want to miss out on any experience. We don't want to miss out on any moment. I hear kids all the time talk about wanting the college experience. I, you know, I, not to the same extent, but in my own life, uh, how many of you guys, guys probably, maybe some girls have Bleacher Report on their phone. How many of you guys have Bleacher Report on your phone for sports? Yeah, some of you guys. Um, I loved Bleacher Report. Uh, I felt like I was so plugged in with sports news. Like every 10 minutes, I was getting like two or three different updates uh, to the point where I was like, I am on my phone so much and my mind is being consumed uh, by these little alerts on my phone um, that I actually felt convicted. I was like, if I'm trying to break my own personal addiction to being on my phone, uh, then I need to do something about it. And literally for years, I felt like God had been like, hey, delete that app. There's nothing wrong with Bleacher Report. It's a great sports app. But for me personally, it was one of those things where I was like, I have a problem with my phone and I need to spend less time on it and that takes up a lot of it. I need to get rid of it. And God's telling me to get rid of it. Um, because that was something that was conditioning my brain to just be, man, what's next? What can I get next? What's gonna like, take my mind off of what's actually bothering me, off of what, you know, the things I need to deal with in this life. It was a distraction for me. Maybe it's not for you and that's good, but for me it was. Um, and even doing that, a couple other things too, have really allowed me to focus in on things that matter, focus in on spending more time with my wife, focus in on what God is asking me to do in this season, focus in on helping co-pastor you guys. And so often we make decisions like maybe being on our phone too much or hanging out with a certain group of friends that are solely in pursuit of what seems most fun or most exciting or in pursuit of what makes us feel good at 7.57 p.m. on a Thursday night rather than in pursuit of what God's desire is for our lives. To the extent that we actually lose sight of what is sitting on the throne of our hearts. Matthew, the last verse in that passage of Matthew 6.24, it says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And that verse, while Jesus may have been speaking about money in that exact moment, you can fill in the blank for money. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and your cell phone addiction. You cannot serve God and the party. You cannot serve God and every experience. You cannot serve God and the idol of your grades. You cannot serve God and fill in the blank. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, there's no way. Jesus says it, and it's true. There is no way that you can serve God and someone else. You cannot be on two sports teams at once. Maybe you can technically, but like in the same league, you know what I'm talking about. You cannot go to two high schools at once. You cannot be in two marriages at once. You cannot you know, have two full-time jobs at once. Maybe you can for a season, but you will probably die. <laughs> you can't do those things. It's literally impossible. To the same extent, you cannot serve both God and something else at the same time. When we start to make decisions centered around what our flesh needs in the here and now, rather than what's centered around what God is maybe asking us to do, what God has maybe been pressing on your heart to do, what God has been asking you to do, both literally and in his word, we begin to serve two masters. And again, that's impossible. I love the analogy of what's on the throne of your heart. Um, the way I like to think about it, and it's not a phrase that's literally in scripture, but it's an idea. The way I like to think about it is, okay, God is the one that I serve. He's on the throne of my heart. He's ruling my life. But when I start to make decisions that are not in pursuit of God, something else is sitting in that seat. 
but there's only one throne. There's only one seat. There's only one thing that could be on the throne of my heart. It can't be God and then something else on Friday night. It can't be God and my parents' affirmation. It can't be God and the insane, unrealistic goals that some of you might be setting for yourself with college. It can't be any of those things. It can only be one or the other. And there have been times in my own life where I've had to readjust my priorities so that they align with the goal of having God solely take that spot. My fear is that so many of us are serving God one day and we're not serving him the next. That some days we feel like, man, I'm all about Jesus today. And other days, if you looked at the lives that we lived, they wouldn't truly be serving God. And I get it. I I understand the temptation of FOMO. I understand the temptation of, man, I'm really worried what these kids at my school are going to think about me if I say no. Man, I'm really worried what my parents are going to think about me if I do something God is asking me to do, if I stop pursuing getting into the highest college and actually pursue the call that I feel like God has placed on my life. I'm worried what they're going to think about me. I understand that fear. I have been there. I remember in high school, um, my group of high school friends, they're, they're, they're a bunch of good guys, but I don't really know if any of them are actually walking with the Lord. A couple of them will probably say that they are. But I remember there were so many times in high school and honestly, past high school and college and even in the last couple of years where I legit stopped getting invited to things. I would like see on Instagram like, oh, all my high school friends are hanging out and no one told me <laughs> or go on find my friends. And I'd be like, they're all in the same spot. That's cool, huh? And I would just under, I'd be like, oh, they, none of them invited me. Why? And I look back at the decisions, the kind of life that they were living. They were living lives that while maybe verbally they would say, man, I'm, I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. And maybe they'd show up to church on a Sunday. And when we were in high school, they actually came with me to this youth group a few times. But when you look at their actions, when you look at, you know, if they, if they ask themselves the question, and I'm not saying this to put them on blast, they're not going to hear this message, and I'm not naming them. If you looked at their lives and you asked them, man, what's on the throne of your heart? I don't know that they could genuinely say that it's God. And if we take that verse and the truth that's within it, you can only serve one master. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and fill in the blank. If you're not serving God in that moment, are you really serving God at all? Verses 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The things of this world, the things that we pursue, the things that maybe we we focus on to distract us from facing our own brokenness, the vices that we run to instead of Christ. And so I'm not even talking about just sex and drugs and alcohol. I'm talking about Netflix and your phone and video games too. The things that we run to instead of God, those are temporary. The adrenaline rush, the endorphins, the pleasure we feel from those things in a moment, it does not last. And as Christians, we are called to live with a kingdom-focused mindset. As Christians, I think a lot of you guys have been here for a long time, so I think a lot of you guys know this. We, are, we know that there is eternity, right? We know that the decisions we make on this earth 
our, our life is but a, a blink compared to the eternity of heaven or hell. Our life is but a blink compared to, like, eternity's forever, guys. It's not just like, man, eternity's a really long time. Like, we are talking 100 years tops on this earth versus unending eternity. And you could have had all of the experiences. You could have gone to every party. You could have maybe achieved every goal that you set for yourself in this life. And even though it's impossible, maybe you are the person who figures out a way to not mess out on anything this world has to offer. And at the end of the day, there is only one thing that saves you, and it's none of those things. At the end of the day, there is nothing that this world has to offer, no relationship, no friendship, no vice, no experience that can give you the joy and the fullness that only God can bring. You guys ever play the game, Would You Rather? Would you rather, in this hand, let go of all of the things of this world that take you away from God, missing out on the temporary pleasures and pains of this world so you can follow the one who knows you best and loves you perfectly better than any person or substance or object can? Or would you rather half-heartedly follow God, miss out on the fullness of a relationship with him and what he has for you, and never truly serve him. It's a binary choice. There's no, well, maybe I can do both. There's no, well, maybe I can figure out later. Guys, we don't know when our time on this earth is gonna end, and I don't say that to scare you. Maybe as I'm talking about this message, you're like, well, I'm freaked out. Gets better. <laughs> it's a binary option. It's either one or the other. And like I said, I've seen it. I've seen it with my high school friends, and my hope and my prayer for them on Fridays in our prayer room, on Thursdays, we pray for you guys. On Fridays, we pray for um, those who don't know the Lord, those who walked away from the Lord. On Fridays, I pray for a lot of them. My hope in my prayer is not that they won't figure out. My hope in my prayer is that, man, I pray, God, that you get a hold of their lives. You would remind them of who they truly are, of what you mean to them, of who you are, God. In the same sermon, Jesus says in Matthew 7, verses 21 to 23, and this verse is kind of scary. This is probably the, the, the valley of the, the, the depth and the holy fear that the choices that you guys have to make every day might result in. Verse 21 of Matthew 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And that verse is scary, but it's not meant to condemn you. It's meant, I'm sharing it to warn you. I'm sharing it to, to motivate you to check yourself, to ask yourself the question, is God the one I'm truly serving or is it myself? Is God the one I'm truly serving or is it fill in the blank? There is so, so much more to following God and walking with him than showing up on a Thursday night or a Sunday morning. Guys at the top, stop talking. There's so much more to that. There's so much more to being in relationship with God than just saying hi to him every once in a while, than walking into a building, than saying, yeah, I know about God. And if as I'm speaking, this doesn't apply to you, that's okay. Because maybe it'll apply to you later on in life, or maybe it'll apply to someone that you know. 
But if, as I'm speaking, if you're hearing the scriptures, if you're hearing this message and you're hearing conviction or you're feeling like, yeah, that's me, again, none of this is being shared to condemn you. It's a hopeful invitation. And that invitation is that, man, would you drop the thing that is distracting you? Would you let go? Would you cut off that other thing that you might be serving? Would you do a 180 and would you truly walk with God? There's repentance. That door is always open. It's a binary option, right? It's either you serve God or you don't. It's not, man, maybe I can do both. Maybe I can figure it out. Maybe I'll be the one in the thousands of years in existence in this earth to actually get that because you won't. But while that is a binary option, that door to repentance, it's always open. God is always waiting for you with open arms, ready for you to run to him. And you might be thinking, man, but that's hard. I don't want to give up this thing. I don't want to let go of my, my friends. I don't want to let go of these bad influences on my life. I don't want to let go of this addiction that I have. And it is hard. It's really hard. I've had to walk through seasons. Aaron's had to walk through seasons. Probably every single one of your youth leaders has had to walk through seasons where they've had to let go of something that was causing them to sin and stumble, something that they enjoyed, that they had to actually look to God and allow God into the parts of their heart that are not super fun to look at and allow him to do some healing, allow him to take his rightful spot in the throne of their heart and actually turn. And how do you do that? Same sermon, Matthew 5. It's the chapter before Matthew 6, uh, verses 29 and 30. It says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that you lose your whole body and that it be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. You have to cut stuff off if you want to truly do a 180 from your sin. I think a lot of us actually struggle with that. We have, man, I, I do really want to serve God. I, I genuinely want to serve God. I want to know him. He's so good. He's done so much in my life. But I feel like God is asking so many of us to, to go a step deeper, to go a step farther into our relationship with him and let go of the thing that is distracting us from him, to let go of the thing that is taking our eyes off of him, to let go of the thing that we are trying to fill our hearts with instead of his presence. And sometimes that might mean making a choice that's really hard to make. It might mean saying goodbye to a relationship that you're in. It might mean deleting Instagram off your phone permanently. It might mean selling your PS5. It might mean spending time with a different group of friends. It might mean being alone for a while and feeling like you don't really have any friends. And whatever that choice is, it means that you are going to have to miss out in this life. That is a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way over the last couple of years. Man, I hate missing out. I always want to do everything. I am not the best at time management, and I'm working on it. And man, if you looked at my day, and if five of my friends asked me to do something on that one day, I would probably say yes to all of them because I hate missing out. But in a deeper sense, if we have to miss out on something, what would you rather miss out on? Again, would you rather miss out on the things of this world that are temporary and do not last forever? Or would you rather miss out on a real full relationship with God that impacts your eternity? And I'm not saying that you can't live in this world 
or that you have to be Amish, or that you can't do things that are fun, or that you can't enjoy what God has placed in front of us. I think so many things, like I was saying earlier with some of the apps on my phone, those things aren't bad. Those things for me just take up way too much time in my life. And they take my eyes off of what matters. My wife, my family, my relationship with God, my friends, rest, peace, fullness in my soul, health. Those things aren't bad, but for me, they're a distraction. 1 Corinthians 10.23, Paul says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. I'm almost done with this message, but when I think about the things that I've had to miss out on in my life, this example might seem to some of you really dumb, uh, but in my life, there was a few years ago, uh, Mason, you know about this. There was a few years ago, I had this sports account on Twitter. Mason followed me on Twitter. Uh, I had this sports account on Twitter. It was at Bay Area Luke, and I loved it. I was engaging with all these sports fans, all these people who were into the Giants and the Warriors and the Niners, all the things like me. I, I love sports. You guys all know that. And that account was growing super fast. I had only been on for like 10 months. I already had like 1,500 followers. I had like a, like a couple sentences and a couple articles online. I was getting free tickets to Giants games like multiple times, which I literally never had in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever. But as I was on Twitter, I noticed on my feed that there, kept on, there, were, kept on, there was stuff that kept popping up that I did not want my eyes to see. There was stuff popping up on my feed that I was like, man, I want no part of this. And I remember I was talking about it with Melissa. We were just dating at the time. And if you're ever dating someone and they actually encourage you to do what God is asking you to do instead of doing just what you feel like doing, maybe you found the person for you, because I did. I was talking with my wife, then girlfriend about it. And then I went by myself to this prayer spot by my house, my parents' house, these bay trails. It's like right on the water, the bay. And it's phenomenal. You can see the city from far away. And I was sitting there and I was, I was like weeping. I was like weeping over losing my Twitter account, over God asking me to give up Twitter. And I was like, man, it's so good. It's so fun. I love this thing. And God asked me to give it up. And I don't share this story to say, look at me, look at what I did. I share this story to say I had to miss out. I got off Twitter. I haven't been on since. I've looked at my account like twice, three times since, but I haven't been on there. This is like two years ago. And it just sucked because I was like, man, what if I thought there was all this cool stuff going on with this thing? And I loved it. But I knew, I knew, I knew that if I wanted to go even deeper in my relationship with God, that if I wanted to protect myself, I had to get rid of it. And cool thing is, uh, a couple months later, um, I was hanging out with Melissa and my friends Kyle and Alec, and Brat. Uh, we went to like it was a free museum day in San Francisco. It was a great day. We're hanging out and we're about to go home. And I wore my Giants jersey that day because it was the MLB trade deadline. Um, and Alec is like, "Hey, my dad just called me, and he's got two extra tickets to Giants Dodgers tonight, and it's like ten rows from home plate in the center of the field." And he was like, "Do you want to go with me?" And I was like, "Why are you even asking? You already know." And, but I was like, wait, give me one second. Hey, Melissa, is it okay if I go? I know we might have plans later. She was like, yeah. And um, it was cool because it was like months later, God was reminding me that even though I had to miss out 
on something that was temporary and really didn't matter. He still was with me. He still had favor for me. And I know while that example may seem trivial, that example may seem like, okay, yeah, but Luke, you gave up your Twitter account. I might be being asked to break up with my boyfriend. That's really hard. And those are two different, very different things. It's an example of my life in one of the many times in which I felt like I had to miss out on something that this world had to offer in order to go deeper in my relationship with God. And I can confidently tell you that every single time I have made that decision, I have not regretted it once. If there is something that is causing you to stumble, if there is something that maybe is it, even, it isn't even causing you to stumble, maybe it's just, oh, I could see this causing me to sin one day. If there is something that is actually leading you to sin, wouldn't you so much rather miss out on that one thing and not miss out on what God has for you? Isn't it so much more worth it to miss out a little bit and truly serve the Lord, living in healthiness, and not missing out on the fullness of relationship with him than it is to satisfy your flesh in a singular moment. And again, doing that is really hard. And you have to be really intentional about not leaving any door open to that thing. You have to cut it out fully. But I really feel like there are so many of us in here who struggle with that choice on a regular basis. And I'm here to tell you tonight, I get it and that God is asking you to go deeper. God has amazing plans for each and every one of you. And I don't say that generally, I mean it. I know so many of you so well. And there's not a single person in this room that God does not love fully and that God does not see. And what I wanna encourage you tonight is to examine your life to bring it before the throne of God and ask God, God, am I truly serving you? And hey, if that's not your desire tonight, it's okay for you to be real with us. We're gonna go to small groups in a little bit. We're gonna talk about these things and small groups are a safe space for you to be open about where you're at. But I encourage you tonight to pause for a minute. We're gonna go into a few minutes of just sitting with the Lord. So once I finish talking, if you guys want to feel free to spread out in the room for five or six minutes, just ask God, God, am I truly serving you? Am I actually walking with you? If there's something on your mind as I'm speaking tonight, maybe God's asking you to let go of that thing. And you know what? I'd rather be safe than sorry and let go of that thing than follow my own will, my own way when I do not know what I am doing with my life, when I do not know what can truly satisfy my soul like the Lord can, I would rather let go of that thing and take a risk on the fact that my God is never wrong and that he knows exactly what I need even when I don't know what it is. Amen? Amen. I'm gonna pray for us and then let's spread out. Cool? God, we thank you. I ask, Lord, that you would speak to each and every one of these students tonight, that they would not feel shamed, that they would feel like they are met with loving rebuke tonight, Father. Thank you, Lord, that your word says that you rebuke the one that you love, that you reprove the one that you love, God. I ask, God, that each of these students would be vulnerable, that they would meet you tonight, Father. We love you. We praise you. Well, I hope you were encouraged by that awesome message. 
Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. We'll see you soon.